Welcome back, baseball fans, to another exciting edition of On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. I am your host, Greg. I'm joined, as always, by Dom and Jeff. What's going on, guys? Another day of baseball. Yes, sir. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely. So this episode, we're going to go over some impressions of opening day, the games so far. We are going to rank our best starting lineups, best rotations, and best bullpens. We're going to talk about Mr. Aaron Judge. He uh, started off with a bang, and we're going to see if he could keep that up. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic in that phenomenal championship game. And then we, uh, if we have time, we're going to maybe get to our highs and lows of our fantasy draft. And if uh, Jeff has uh, some baseball cards... We're going to end it with the one fact about baseball. Uh, we try to stump each other every time. So, sing it off with the opening day. So, there was 21 stolen bases across 15 major league games played on opening day. Um, that's the most since 1907, I believe. Uh, to compare that to last year, opening day of 2022, there was only nine stolen bases. Ten other games were under three hours, so that's a big win for that pitch clock. Um, as of violations of the pitch clock, there was 14, uh, led by three from the Orioles-Red Sox game. Hopefully that number will go down, but uh, Rafael Devers was the only player called out on strikes for a pitch count violation. I think that was in the eighth inning of a 10-9 loss. Uh, oddly, Rushman uh, joined the ranks of Babe Ruth and Billy Herman is the only player to ever go five for five with a home run and drove in four runs uh, to do that ever in the opening day. And then the Red Sox also uh, the first three games, they scored nine runs in all first of three of those games. And that's the first team to do that um, since 1901. So guys, what is your impressions of opening day, uh, opening the weekend really so far? Uh, Don, I'll start with you on this one. I was so excited for the season to start. Uh, always excited for baseball to start, but I think the World Baseball Classic really hyped me up for this season. Um, I, I loved the, the first weekend. Um, I, I really like the new rules. I really think they're improving the game, and the game's been really fun to watch. For sure, for sure. There's just, a, you know, not a super lot of blowouts, except for today we kind of looked at the scores beforehand and a few blowouts today. Um, but everything else has been pretty um, pretty tight and uh, good games. For What about you, Jeff? I mean, opening day always kind of feels like Christmas morning for me. <laughs> I mean, just super excited to get the season running. And, I mean, it's pretty fun, interesting uh, weekend so far. I mean, Probably my biggest standout surprise was the Phillies being outscored 29 runs to 11 and getting shut out in their series against the Rangers. So didn't quite expect that offensive explosion out of Texas. So pretty surprised there with Phillies. Um, the Mets, I was surprised with, you know, Verlander supposed to be pitching. And right before that game, we got the announcement that he was injured and hitting the IL. So a few surprises. Okay. All right. And definitely. Uh, any uh, any other surprises for you, Dom? I mean, really, just like Jeff mentioned, the Phillies, um, they're not, not looking really good. The, the, their pitching staff has been ice cold to start the season. Um, other than that, I was surprised the Guardians were able to take three out of four from the Mariners the first series. Um, and the, the Pirates have surprisingly been looking pretty good. I know they're – I haven't checked the score, but last time I checked, they were still beating the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, rub that in a little bit. <laughs> we talked about how good the the 
the Guardians could be this season, and and so far that they've they've lived up to that expectation. So I'm super excited about that. So with that being said, we're gonna uh, move into kind of talk about what we think the best lineups, uh, rotations, and bullpens. We're gonna start with the lineups. So Jeff, what do you have as the best lineup this season so far? Well, I got to go with the team with the reigning MVP and New St. Louis here. So. You know, Goldie coming back, Arenado's just automatic. And, you know, this new Walker kid that everybody's hyped on, if he turns out to be next big thing, this could be a pretty complete team here. Well, don't forget the legend of, you know, Lars Nukbar. That's right. Another guy who's now all of a sudden on the IL. <laughs> what about you, Dom? What is your, your starting lineup? What is what is a the ones that stand out to you so far this season? Who you got? You had, I had to go with the Astros. I mean, they were arguably already the, the best lineup in baseball, and then you add Jose Abreu to it, and it just almost doesn't seem fair. Yeah, for sure. That was, I think, at the top of all of ours that you just have to do this. We actually discussed uh, beforehand who was going to pick what, so uh, <laughs> thankfully that we didn't double up again like always. Uh, I'm going to go with the Padres. Uh, you know, I know I was uh, – kind of picking them to win the world series at the last episode. And I'm going to stick with that. Um, just with, uh, you know, once uh, Tatis gets back and Soto, you got Bogarts, Machado, Machado's looking solid. Um, so uh, I just think that the, the Padres are, are going to be uh, fantastic this season so far. Right, so moving on to our rotations though, so Dom, I'm going to go with you on this one. Who has the best rotation starting out of the 2023 season i had to go with the mets um again hard to not pick them you you add verlander and scherzer to that um you got carlos carrasco who's still a, a really good pitcher um we'll see how that that pitcher from japan comes over and does for them um if he is as advertised then their rotation might be a little too uh a little too overpowered but i, I think they have the best rotation of baseball right now uh, is it Senga? Is that how you say his last name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Yeah, I didn't want to butcher his last name. <laughs> he could be scary good, so who knows? Jeff, what do you got? Um, as much as I agree, especially with Senga's ghost football that he was showing off, uh, I'm gonna go with the Brewers. I'm pretty sure I had the same best starting rotation last year as well, but I mean, these guys are just solid. They're proven. You know, I know Corbin Burns had a first rough start, but. The Brewers have always just had such a solid starting lineup or starting rotation, excuse me. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees. I know Jeff called me out as a Yankee lover um, when my first pick <laughs> of the fantasy draft was Aaron Judge. Um, but just as a, as a whole, I think Garrett Cole and uh, Carlos Rodon are just phenomenal. I was really impressed with Nestor Cortez last year. Um, every game that I seem yeah. to watch on, on, um, ESPN, uh, he was starting, and uh, he just he, he's a gritty, he, good baseball player, um, throws solid strikes. And so uh, as, uh, as much as it, it hurt me to say that they do have the best starting uh, rotation, I, I do believe that to be the case. So, all right, moving on from rotations to bullpens. Jeff, who do you got as your best bullpen so far this uh, 2023 season? Well, to no surprise, I've got Houston, which I'm sure we all probably would have said. But, uh, you know, everyone from last year is back. And look at J. 
just look at how they did last year. They had the best relief ERA. They had the best strikeout rate. They had the best left on base percentage in baseball. I mean, they're just killers out there. Yeah, and we, we saw it in the postseason. And, and uh, you know, a few acquisitions, a few drops, but yeah, I, I don't see them stopping anytime soon. Dom, what do you got? Um, I might be a little bit of a homer with this one, but I'm going to go with the Cleveland Guardians. Um, Klaus Save, arguably the best closer in baseball right now. Um, you have Karen Cech, who may be a little bit hit and miss, but when he's on, he's one of the better setup, uh, rotate, one of the best setup men in baseball. And just you got names like Eli Borgen, um, and then that rookie, um, forgot his name, but he came up and strike out the first four batters he faced. They got a deep rotation. Um, maybe the names don't really jump out to a lot of people, but overall, I think they're a really strong unit. For sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the Braves. Uh, I think adding Inglesias, um, you got Minter, um, Q, um, Jimenez, and Yates. Uh, I think the, the acquisition of Inglesias, who had a 2.5 ERA and a 0.94 whip, uh, they're phenomenal. They're not going to compete with Houston for, for the top spot, but uh, they're definitely pretty solid. All right. So, uh, again, uh, Jeff, you know, called me out, like I said, on uh, Aaron Judge and, and the love I gave him. But uh, can Aaron Judge live up to the hype from last year? And side note on that, does he even have a challenger for the home run leader, even in the foreseeable future? So, Jeff, I'm going to start with you on this one. Well, in short, I'm going to say no. There's just no way to live up the last year. I mean, you break Roger Maris's home run record for the AL. I mean, how do you follow that up? And I know he's the captain now. There's a ton of excitement still. But I think maybe the only way he could match that is to take the team on a deep postseason run. Uh, but even then, what are the odds of that? I mean, he's still going to be great. He's still going to be a killer. I think maybe he's going to have around 45 home run range. Uh, <laughs> turns out that the uh, last eight times that a player hit at least 60 home runs in a year, the next season they always average at least 16 home runs or less. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. So he had a career high hard hit rate, home run rate last year. You know, can he stay healthy this year as well? I mean, he played a full year last year, but. This season, there's a couple things that could be in his way. I mean, when he hit that first pitch, first uh, first ball he saw as a homer, I mean, it just he could be on you know be on pace to to 162 home runs if that's going to be the case. Right. <laughs> um, Dom, what do you got? Living up to last year, probably not. Um, I don't know. I think. Individually, I think the only way to to one up last year is uh, maybe go after Barry Bonds' all time record for home runs in the season, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, I, I think he'll still have a really solid year, probably be an MVP contention again. Um, in terms of someone that can maybe give him some contention for a home run, uh, the only name I can really think of is maybe Shohei Otani. All right. Uh, either I kind of had uh, Kyle Schwarber as somebody. That, I mean, he hit was at forty five yeah. or forty six home runs uh, mm-hmm. last season, and and he's but he's the closest, even by a slight margin. And and I just think Aaron eclipses that, you know, of what what Schwarber can accomplish. So um, 
I'd like to see him be able to continue. I mean, obviously we had Mark McGuire, you know, do uh, was it back-to-back 60 home run seasons, um, but he was juiced. Um, so, you know, Aaron Judge being a pure hitter like he is, um, I find it plausible and I, I think it would be fun to be able to watch him accomplish that year after year. Um, but like Jeff said, the the eight times the players hit 60 home runs in a single season, um, that's that 16 less the following year. So uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. Definitely see. So and then again, he's <laughs> so even though, you know, he may not be juiced, but the league did come out and admit that they were giving him juiced balls. So that may also be another factor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how how definitive is that? I mean, what did they exactly say? Because I don't think I, I read into that. So tell me what they said. Well, I don't have the exact report out in front of me here, but I mean, it did come out and say that for every, the majority of Yankees games, any of the primetime games that were going to be on a major channel like Fox or ESPN, the league would actually use juice balls that had more likelihood of getting shot out of the park. I mean, so would you put an asterisk by by the that that uh, home runs i mean how how what was his his uh, home run in the yankee stadium versus his home runs in other ballparks uh yeah, that's fair that? i mean <laughs> i mean I, I'd, I'd like to know statistically what like how many actual uh, out of the 62 he hit how many were yankee stadium home runs yeah that's true i might have to look that one up yeah but see i don't know because i i don't think he knew that the balls were juiced you know he was just hitting the balls that were thrown to him True. It's not really. It's not like he was going to Major League Baseball saying, "Hey, give me juice balls around prime time tonight." You know, if he was that, that'd be a different story. But as a player, you have very little control over that. Uh, and I kind of go back to like what Barry Bonds said. Like, I mean, as much as I, you know, people don't like Barry Bonds for just his attitude and his just his his uh, his demeanor. Um, it's not easy to hit home runs regardless of if you're, you know, juiced up or not. It, it's not, um, you know, that easy. It still takes a lot of, a lot of skill to be able to, to, to hit those balls. So uh, that's a tough discussion to have, whether, you know, where do you put the asterisk, you know, beside judge? Is that, is that something that you talk about, um, you know, moving forward in his legacy? Uh, I'm not 100% on that, so I don't know. All right, moving on to the old baseball classic. Uh, you know, I, Dom and I were talking about this earlier, and uh, normally this the first uh, time of the season, the first you know couple, maybe month or so of the season, I don't really necessarily pay attention or, or, or get that too excited about um, because it's just, you know, Everybody's getting their feet wet a little bit and finding their grooves. But the World Baseball Classic did something to me that I'd never expected. And it got me super pumped uh, for baseball this season. And I, I think I'm not alone in that. So two-part question. What did you think of the World Baseball Classic championship game, the whole Shohei Otani, Mike Trout thing? And do you think it saved baseball like people are saying or at least saved the opening couple months for baseball jeff i'm going to start with you on this one yeah i think this championship game was like everything we've hoped for i mean we're watching 
Otani and Trout in a meaningful game, I mean, <laughs> which we're probably not going to see while they're on the Angels. Um, it was dramatic. It was a close game. Uh, it was a meaningful game, you know, and I'd say it definitely caught the world's attention, especially here in the U.S. Uh, the 2017 World Baseball Classic, these two games from this year, the semifinals, averaged about 2.4 million viewers, and that's up 96% to those 2017 games, which we won the whole thing. So if that doesn't say something, I mean, it's definitely caught a lot of people's attention. I know just probably four or five people that I work with that have no interest in baseball were talking to me about some of these games that they're watching, you know, great seeing Trey Turner turning it up and him hitting the bombs a few games in a row. I mean, Otani versus Trout, just that enough's enough to sell. Yeah, um, there was the the ninety seven point four percent of TVs in Japan were turned in tuned into that uh, that game. So I mean that that's just a crazy number to me. And they said that this was the the most watched baseball game um, in history, and that that's a, uh, obviously with the United States and Japan and around the world. But it was the most watched baseball game of all time. So I think that was a crazy stat. Dom, what's your opinion on all this? I mean, personally, for me, I think that was one of the best games of all time. Uh, it was definitely one of the best games that I've ever watched. Uh, I put it up there, honestly, with Game 7 of the 2016 World Series. Uh, it was just phenomenal. And seeing Mike Trout go against Soleil Otani, I mean, you couldn't write a better ending to that game. Like, it almost doesn't seem real that we got that matchup. I think for the casual fan or someone that was maybe kind of interested in baseball, but maybe trying to get into a little bit more, it was kind of perfect. You know, it was a catalyst to to really spark a lot of interest um, and maybe garner a lot of interest with younger generations that maybe weren't so interested in baseball. So, yeah, I, in a roundabout way, I I do think that it kind of saved baseball, especially in the U S um, I think it was kind of perfect. And now with all the new rules with, you know, the pace of play being picked up, games being shorter, um, getting rid of the shift and and the larger bases, you know, I I think you're going to see more action, which is going to keep people's interest. So, you know, you got the perfect storm of higher interest because the World Baseball Classic, but now people are actually going to be, interested to watching more games you're going to be able to keep their attention so i I think major league baseball is really going to be seeing an uptick in viewership and i couldn't could not have said that better myself Uh, i just was like you said it it was almost scripted like you couldn't have you couldn't have asked for anything more i mean even you know like jeff said people that i i I, uh, didn't even think watch baseball were were commenting on how amazing that that particular uh, game was and just how hyped it was and how excited it came down to really that and I gotta say Shohei um, fanned him <laughs> you could just see on Trout's face that he just was uh, there's no no chance in hell that he was going to be able to be able to hit that <laughs> off of him so uh, that was super exciting well as you all know Dom uh, continuously talked about his uh, highs and lows of his fantasy uh, team last year so we uh, made the stupid decision to all join a fantasy league together uh, to see uh, what would transpire and what would the outcomes would be. 
And uh, the draft was definitely interesting. Um, I had to do it from my phone, so it was a little bit uh, more of a uh, trying to figure this stuff out and trying to figure out how the, the action draft works on the phone. But uh, what were some of the highs and lows from the draft for you? Uh, Jeff, I'll start with Jeff, you. I'll start with you. Yeah, my high was, I mean, just my first pick. I was the ninth pick. You know, we've got a nine-team league this year, and uh, I had Mookie Betts fall to me, so I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I was very shocked that uh, Mr. J-Rod went number one overall. Uh, another high for me was I think might be my steal of the draft was getting O'Neal Cruz in the eighth round. You know, I think he could have a 30-30 year. I mean, I – super hyped about it <laughs> yeah what about you dom uh, highs and lows so far for the draft i'm so kind of mad that you took o'neill cruz right before i was about to take him <laughs> i think that was my low in the draft uh, honestly i had multiple lows in the draft because jeff you took like four players like a pick or two right before i was about to take them <laughs> well of course <laughs> <laughs> but i i I usually don't get like upset like a player goes right before I'm about to take them, but I legitimately got I got upset that you took O'Neill Cruz right before me. <laughs> right. So I think that's definitely my biggest low. Um the high of the draft, I mean geez, I gotta I gotta look at, at my roster real quick. Um it, the, the the format for this draft is definitely a little different than what I'm used to. It's a little bit of a smaller roster. Um, I think Wander Franco falling to me pretty late in the draft was pretty surprising. Um, that that I think that might be one of my better picks. Um, then I, I, I get being able to get Vlad Jr. was was good, and uh, Garrett Cole if if he's able to kind of stay in form. I think those are probably two of my better picks as well. For sure. For uh, sure. I had to – I think that my – I'm going to start with my low is the fact that my queue – I had to constantly update because every time I put somebody in my queue to go next, <laughs> it would drop off, and I was just freaking out trying to figure out who I'm going to put next. Uh, highest for me is the, the fact that, you know, my third pick overall was Aaron Judge, even though Jeff called me out right away on the chat i found that to be uh, very i mean funny. i'm pretty sure i saw you saw take glitter torres as well so yeah. throwing um, it out there yeah <laughs> well i just I had to fill out my my thing my rotation <laughs> um you know but i ended up getting some you know dansby swanson mac Mun max muncie mike trout um sterling Marte, uh christian yelich i mean I, I feel like i've got a solid solid rotation uh, only thing that really hit me bad, I think, and I wasn't paying attention to as much, was was pitching. I did get Scherzer and Lance Lynn uh, and Degrom, uh, but I think any everything else kind of just uh, went by the wayside on me. Um, so I was trying to fill out the 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 actual uh, you know the field and not paying attention to the pitching as much. So, but all in all, it was a great time, and I think that we're all going to have a lot of fun. Um, are you winning so far this week, Jeff? Or are you losing? What are you What are you at right now? I am winning. Uh, now, normally, I'm used to a weekly like score. I think it's like a basic uh, point system. Whereas mm -hmm. this year, I'm not used to doing the based on average home run, 
you know, strikeout specifically. Currently this week I'm up six four and one. So I'll take that. Not too bad. What about you, though? I'm currently winning five four and two. Um, definitely a close matchup. I forgot how fun this format is because um, I'm I'm usually used to the the head to head score. But I remember a couple years ago, me and my friends did uh, set up just like this, and it was really fun. So I'm glad we're we're kind of setting it up this way. It, it really adds a different strategy to how you build your roster, you know. Well, not to rub it in, but uh, I was nine one and one, but now I'm ten zero and one. So <laughs> updated just now. So. Uh, we'll see if that that trend continues throughout the rest of the, the season, but uh, it's a pretty good start uh, for me, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, uh, moving to Jeff, uh, anything new in the baseball card world? Uh, tell us what you got. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you guys uh, noticed this or saw this in any of the games on opening day, but something that they just started this year is these MLB rookies, when they make their debut, they're going to have a small MLB debut patch on their sleeve. And after opening day, Tops is going to be taking those patches and turning them into kind of a one-of-a-kind ultimate rookie card. So, you know, you can get your hands on a card with the patch from their opening debut. So, you know, imagine pulling a card in the future and it's like, oh my God, this is the patch that Volpe had on his first game you know i'm in possession of the card to show that i he's the ultimate rookie card that's crazy that's a that's insane you're gonna get me to start buying some packs right <laughs> all right moving on to our final segment it is the one fact about baseball uh we're gonna try to stump each other and or give each other facts that uh just are just crazy and uh, out of this world so dom i'm gonna start with you what is your one fact about baseball? This year to last year, or last year to this year, what do you think, or how many times do you think steals are up compared this year to last year? Just in the season so far, the first three games? Uh, the first four games. Four games. Uh, I'm going to say 67%. Oh, wow. I was thinking maybe somewhere around, you know, 40%. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit closer. So steals are, are up roughly two and a quarter times more in 2023 compared to last year for the throughout the first four games. So through the first 49 games in 2022, there were 29 stolen bases total throughout Major League Baseball. This year, throughout the first four games, there's been 69 through 50 games. 69 stolen bases through three games. So that, that equivalates to... Uh, 0.59 steals per game in 2022, but 1.38 steals per game so far in 2023. Also, the the rate of um, successful stolen bases is just ridiculous right now. I I think on average, I think it's like 75, almost 80 percent um, successful steal rate. Like yeah. MLB catchers just can't throw out runners anymore because the bases are bigger, so it's easier for people to steal bases. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we expected that to go up. Yeah, but I, it's gone up more than I anticipated it to. And the, the fact that 
runners are only being thrown out at 15%. I, I think that's a little insane. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, the Reds, Jeff, and I know you're going to be happy about this. And uh, Aroldis Chapman, uh, back in 2010, pitched 105.1 mile an hour fastball. And then didn't somebody just pitch like 106.2 uh, just a couple days ago? Yep, Mr. Hunter Green. So, and both Reds pitchers. So there's something in the water in Cincinnati that these guys can uh, pitch, uh, you know, that that hard and that fast. But can you tell me the actual speed of the fastest pitch ever thrown? Ooh, man, my guess would have been Aroldis Chapman. So I probably would have been around the 106.6 range. Dom, do you have any clue? Like 110, probably by like Nolan Ryan close it's kind of so the fastest baseball ever thrown anywhere is credited to cleveland indian pitcher bob feller in 1946 he threw a fastball 107.9 miles per hour during a pitching display at griffith park so obviously game thrown baseball is the 106.2 hunter green but the fastest baseball ever thrown by an individual just in general is the Bob Feller 107.9 miles per hour. Sheesh. That's awesome. What kind of radar gun they had back then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that does it for this edition of On Deck presented by Deep Dive Sports. I want to thank Dom and Jeff for coming on. Just make sure you download us uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon. And if you have any comments on our uh, podcast or anything about baseball, or you want to get on and talk to us about baseball and tell us that, uh, you know, our opinions are squat, let us know. And until next time. Baseball is America's pastime. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of On Deck as much as we have. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at deep.dive.sports. Or download us through Amazon, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. As always, we are on deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.